0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Assistant Hornets coach Jay Hernandez joining us now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Coach, thanks so much for the time. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Yeah, we're doing well, Jay. Really appreciate it. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about two wins, despite all of the injuries that you've suffered. When you did have a lot of the guys back, you went on a five-game winning streak, of course, before you had LaMelo get injured and uh, have that fractured right ankle, unfortunately so. But just overall on this season, with things not going your way, certainly because of some of the injuries, what do you think that this team this season has improved the most on when you go back and look at it all?
0: Yeah, I think it's the uh, the consistency, uh, the approach to, you know, making sure that we're following game plan every single game, you know, game in and game out. Uh, obviously, you know, going into the Brooklyn, New York, Detroit road trip, uh, we handled everything the same way we've been handling it since day one. And I think it's starting to show itself in the way we're defending. And I think that's the biggest thing right now. And we we'll are want to be, top teams in the league over the last month in terms of our defensive rating and uh, that's something that we can hang our hat on and, and continue to push forward with because we know, you know, how valuable that is to be able to defend at a high clip and, you know, when you do have uh guys like Mello back into the lineup who infuse uh such great offensive flow and chemistry within our unit. Um, you know, it's something that, that we're looking forward to seeing.
1: Could you talk about the defensive numbers improving? How much of that is due to Mark Williams starting to enter the rotation? What he's done?
0: Yeah, I think it's a combination of, of Mark and Nick uh, Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure we have the one-two combo with both those guys. Uh, you know, both guys have a lot of length. Um, obviously, the athleticism, and uh, you know, they're able to uh, as young. Bigs uh, call out the coverages early, you know, and that's that's a big thing. seeing the growth in them, you know, having that pattern recognition of what might be coming, uh, making sure they're communicating it to our guys so that all all the other guys can get aligned with it. Um, it's been been really really good to see.
1: Well, yeah, I don't want to ask the same question in spirit, at least, with what guys are improving on the most. But just with Mark, I think one of the things that I'm most impressed with is he improves in a very visible way at any stretch of basketball he plays, whether you're watching him in both of his years at Duke, whether it's preseason, summer league, the time now that he's entered the rotation. You know, how is it working with someone like Mark Williams, who I know Coach Clifford has also praised for his ability to learn?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's something inherent in him where he's, he's constantly engaged and asking questions. So I think that's the biggest thing. It's his curiosity is at a, at a 100% level at all times. Uh, when he wasn't playing, uh, I'd be coming in in the huddle with him, and he'd be asking, you know, what, what's that term or what are we doing here? And so to have a guy like him do that consistently and when he wasn't playing shows you that he wanted to get better and he was engaged in, in the overall process of improving and, and also being ready and so um, it's been a lot of fun you know for a guy like him he's got a great great energy uh about him and um you could see the talent is there so you know just uh with time with him getting stronger with him learning a league even more um you know he's a guy that, that we definitely look forward to seeing grow
1: Charlotte Hornets assistant coach Jay Hernandez joining us on the Bodyworks Plus guest hotline. Coach, just for those that don't know, uh, what do you? Uh, what would you say is your biggest responsibility with this team as an assistant coach? Uh,
0: for me, right now, it's uh, scouting games, uh, also dealing with uh, ATOs or after timeout plays and end of game situations. So every game, I'm I'm preparing for what the other team could do and and what we are going to do against their defense and then uh, looking at potentially who to attack and, and uh, who to attack with on our on our roster based on lineups, um, you know, after timeouts and, and be able to put stuff like that together.
1: Well, and coach, I mean, look, if you know about the Charlotte Hornets, a lot of people talk about you being a big part of what the identity of this team can be and, and your research in and what you've done with this team has been really coveted I, I i go back to when they made that transition from james borrego to steve clifford eventually during that coaching search i know some of the reports out there were that the hornets really wanted to keep some of the staff in place including you what was that like for you to be wanted back regardless of whatever coach was going to be here with charlotte what was that transition like for you uh, yeah it
0: means a lot to you know be considered as somebody that that People want to keep on. You know, I know it's not uh, an easy situation. I know uh, going from one coach to the next. Usually, the the coach wants to impart um, his knowledge and have people that he trusts uh, to come in and, and be able to do that stuff. And, and for me, fortunately, I've been through the process a number of times um, in Orlando when I was there. Went through three different coaches and um, you know in a four year span. So uh, it's something that I, I've grown accustomed to, unfortunately, and uh, I know that. There's uh, nothing you can do within the two weeks or three weeks of somebody getting hired. It's, it's all predicated on what you did beforehand and how you treated people and the type of work you put in. So, uh, fortunately for me, I had uh, history. Uh, which coach, Coach Clifford? He was actually um, the head coach at Adelphi College, at Division Two, when I was playing at Hofstra University. Um, and so we had been in contact all those years, you know, never, never knowing that I was ever going to be a coach or that we'd ever get a chance to work together. But, uh, it was a big blessing when he got the job and, you know, he said he wanted to keep me on. And, you know, since then I've been working my butt off to, uh, to prove myself.
1: Well, and coach, and we'll talk about your Hofstra playing days in just a moment, too. But how uncertain was that time for you during that transition? Because, again, we did have the reports that the Hornets and the decision makers really did want to keep um, some of the coaching staff in place. So how uncertain was that time for you? Did you feel good about sticking around here in the city of Charlotte or did you kind of warn the family? Hey, it might be time to look at other jobs, just you know, be aware that we might have to go to a different city.
0: I think my my wife was more aware of what Woj was was tweeting out than I was you know I think uh, <laughs> I just uh, I just uh, you know every day I just come in, you know do what I can, and I live more in the present. I try to you know obviously you you're preparing to, for some potential moves, but even at that point in time, you know theres there was really nowhere to go, you know it was more about uh, regular personal decisions as to um you know my daughter's a senior in high school, you know this year, so regardless, you know, we really love Charlotte, we were going to have the family stay in Charlotte. And, um, you know, so that was something that we had, had talked about, but in terms of, uh, uh, the professional part of it, um, you just never know, you know, where things are going to come from, how things are going to uh, transpire. So uh, my, my, my goal was definitely to, to try my best to interview, stick it out and, and do what I could to stay here. Cause I, I love the organization. I want to see us be successful here. And, um, you know, fortunately for me, I was able to do that.
1: Assistant Hornets coach Jay Hernandez joining us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Now, I think some of the fans that know you, coach, know you maybe at first from the workout video with Kimba Walker that kind of went viral. I guess we could call it viral yeah. where you got where you and Kimba are putting together this really intricate dribbling drill and you're going toe to toe with Kimba. Like it was really impressive. So how fun was that for you to see that video kind of circulate around social media and then have people give you a lot of respect because of it?
0: Yeah, it was it was it was it was fun, you know. As like I said, it's, uh, sometimes people just know you as the dribbling guy; they don't realize you, want, <laughs> you know the stuff for the organization. Um, you know, so for my kids, it was really a cool experience. It was just something that he and I had been doing for years. Uh, you know, Kemba and I have known each other since he was in college, and then I had him in pre-draft and worked with him for years before I got into the NBA. So. Um, you know i don 't just do that with everybody right he's he 's one of the unique guys, and we were able to get to a point where we were able to do that stuff and it was really uh every about fifteen games or so, I would switch the patterns up for him so mm-hmm. that was like one of the one of the drills we did that was intricate and, uh, you know, what people didn't see was the first, you know, six or seven games where he and I would both struggle (laughs) and then eventually, you know, they'd end up putting out the the finished product. And so, uh, you know, that's why I try to tell the kids all the time, you know, make it ugly. Don't, Don't worry about trying to look pretty. You know, it's, the game will come, you know, a little bit more. It'll look better if you're making mistakes in practice. And so that, that was our thing. And, we'd always finish up the uh, pregame warmups with that because there was a, a semblance of thinking and drilling, you know, and, and from a point of perspective, I wanted to wake up his brain, you know, and so we would do something that would kind of get him to have to remember certain patterns and then be able to do it correctly. And, um, you know, he, he enjoyed doing it. So he'd always ask me, all right, what's next? And uh, always, always being challenged. So that, it's always fun. When, you know, That what people don't see is like the best players, they want to be challenged if they feel like you're, putting them through something that they already know they can do. And a lot of times, you know, they're going to be bored and they're going to be like, all right, I can I can work with anybody and do this stuff. So uh, part of it was just trying to engage him, challenge him, and, you know, make sure that he was uh, as much physically ready as he was mentally ready for, for games.
1: Well, I mean, and Coach, I think a lot of Hornets fans consider Kimba Walker as the greatest Hornet of all time. And I think a lot of people, too, consider that as well, because he grew up with us, he got better, he was not that good as soon as he stepped onto an NBA court where it took a little while. And I think, especially with the shooting, that improved as much as any. Just as far as a gap, with you being involved in the game so much, have you seen anybody improve as much as what you saw Kimba Walker do during your time coaching him? Uh,
0: No, especially for a guy his size, you know. um, Not necessarily the, the best athlete out there you know he had the quickness and and the stop and go stuff but he wasn't jumping over anybody he wasn't outpowering anybody and uh, you know i think the the work that he put in especially during the season to change you know, like when guys aren't making shots they tend to go back to what they know and uh mm-hmm. i know he had been working with coach bruce here and, and bruce is working with our guys now and does a tremendous job um you know they put in a lot of hours and and to, to kemba's credit you know he when he wasn't making shots trying to change his form, um, he didn't go back to what he knew. He, he stayed with it and he had some games where he struggled. And all of a sudden, boom, just like that, uh, you know, it started to hit and started to click the right way. And, um, you know, that just transformed his game because now teams, you know, you can't go under him anymore. have to chase him. And, you know, that lends itself to other stuff, you know, in, in terms of the weapons that he had from floaters to step backs and everything else. So, um, no, it was a lot of fun to watch him grow. And, uh, You know, again, to be a part of. Uh, seeing him get to uh, an All-NBA team, you know, being able to start in the All-Star game in Charlotte, I mean, you couldn't write a better script.
1: Well, and I'm curious, too, because we talk about Kemba Walker changing his shot. Look, man, I'll be dead wrong on this. I was really scared about LaMelo's shot, and he is a phenomenal shooter. Doesn't matter, catch and shoot, we've seen him the last three years. And I know the release is a little funky, and that was kind of the scouting process on him. Was there any thought in your mind or around the coaches that you were discussing on changing LaMelo's shot what kind of went into those conversations when discussing what to do with Lamelo and his jump shot?
0: No, I think uh, when we saw him come through and and practice and and do what he was doing, uh, you know, you never worried about him getting a shot blocked, you know, or you know the, the fact that it maybe, you know, it was a low release point, whatever the case may be. But he shoots it from range, you know, and you start to see, you know, some of the top shooters in the game, you know, their, their set point is a little bit lower when they shoot from range, and um, and and he's. He's got this unorthodox way of getting his shots off you know he could be turned to a side and you know and and you can't really time that so as a defender and so when he came in and we saw the way he was shooting it and he was shooting it at a very high clip of practice, and you get into games, you know you look at it and say, "You know what this is something we we're not going to touch you know it would be a different story if you came out and were shooting eighteen percent for the season, you know on five or six attempts a game, but that wasn't the case. And so, um, you know, with a guy like him, you know, he gets in the gym, he works. And, you know, as, as you see over the course of time from Larry Bird to Reggie Miller and some other guys, right. they didn't have the most, you know, um, uh, basic of, of form of shots, uh, stuff like that. So I think you, you see, you know, the guys that can get it done as long as they get to a point where, you know, the release point, the follow through and everything else is, is there. And the arc point is good, uh, which he has, uh, you know, he's able to make it at a high clip. So yeah, it's it's been it's been fun to watch him play because he's just uh, a a great talent. You know, when he's out there he, he causes a lot of problems for for other teams. You know, he's a mismatch at his at his size, as a point guard position, you know, being six seven. So, um yeah, he's he's a guy that you know, we we are in awe of at times when he's doing some of the stuff
1: that he does. All right, final thing before we get you out of here. College basketball is in full force. I can't get you out of here without asking about your yeah. two, yes, two NCAA tournament games that you played in separate years during your Hofstra days. That was always my dream, and it didn't work out to play at an NCAA tournament game. That's what I grew up idolizing. You got to live that. Yeah. Where do those memories hold for you in a hierarchy of basketball memories when you do, when you look back at the tournament games compared to what you're doing these days? Is coaching and being around the game so much now
0: yeah no it, i mean obviously it's special when you're a young player and you get a chance to uh to be a part of march madness uh, we were able to at that time uh play the um for the championship games on our home court you know for for our conference and so uh to to be from long island to play at hostra uh be there you know uh playing alongside speedy class and Norman richardson who's in the system with with the hornets uh, obviously, uh, Coach Coach Wright, um, Hall of Fame career. Uh, you know, we're we're playing our first year against Mike Bray at Delaware, uh, who just retired from Notre Dame. So it, it was some some really good basketball. And then uh, obviously the first year we got in, it was just like, wow, this is something that this program hasn't done in a, in a really long time. And we're playing against Oklahoma State. You know, and they they blitzed us pretty good. Um, you know, it was a, a good roster that they had. They were they had a lot of size. And then, you know, the following year, you know, we, we kind of came in thinking, you know what, we have seven seniors, uh, we, we can we can make some noise. And, uh, you know, we went in fully confident that we could beat a very good UCLA team who ended up losing to Duke that year, who won the championship. But uh, we had them on the ropes all the way up until the seven-minute mark. And, you know, they had uh, Ged Zurich, Matt Barnes, uh, Jason Capone, Earl Watson. You know, it was, it was a really, really – good team that they put together and um we felt confident going in and you know we went to greensboro and played there and um just great memories of, of being able to compete at a high level with guys that you cared a lot about um you know we had like i said uh, 17 years and a bunch of guys that um were going for their master's degree at the time so it, it was a very mature group you know not not much phased us um you know our our biggest games were playing at Madison Square Garden, you know, at the time for the ECAC holiday festival, we were five and one there. And, and, you know, again, winning that first championship, uh, three years prior to to my senior year against the, you know, good Georgia tech team and, you know, being able to beat Penn that year, who was very good, um, you know, kind of led us to that point. So, uh, a lot of great memories, uh, You know, member of the family friends and and the community coming you know supporting taking the bus through bus by you know uh, traveling by plane to get there and everything else like that so we had a we had a good contingent and then we were able to win the fan base over by the end of the first half so that was pretty cool too
1: yeah speedy claxton one of the best nba names of all time so it's great to have that (laughs) reference in there that is hornet's assistant coach jay hernandez joining us here on the bodyworks plus guest hotline coach thank you so much and good luck the rest of the way
0: I appreciate you. Thank you.